guys, it's your girl. Welcome you to another episode of my podcast this week. Trust y'all are having a fantastic Thursday. How are y'all doing? Hope you're trying to stay sane in the midst of all this crazy. And before going ahead with uh, my podcast, I want to make a very big shout out to all my listeners, all my fans across the world from here. I'm saying a very big thank you to everyone that, you know, listens to me. Can't wait to listen for each time your podcast is out. Thank you so much from Nigeria. I can't begin to call names now, but I'm sure going to do that one of these days. I want to say a very big thank you here and internationally to all of those that have listened and are still listening to my podcast. Thank you so much, guys. Today, I want to talk about the Sabbath principle. Hmm. The Sabbath principle. When do you rest as an individual? Because I feel like it's a principle in violation when, you, when we don't give ourselves enough rest. When you do not give yourself a moment of rest, you're violating not just a... Uh, a principle created by man I mean by God himself especially in the midst of all this crazy I know it's countercultural but rest is something that God actually instituted and created now we live in a culture where the world wears busyness as a badge of honor some of us find it hard to simply breathe like for real struggling to even keep up especially right now in our world where we are not totally cut off, where we're not totally, I mean, out of the pandemic. Yeah, I mean, the, pan- the, the, the pandemic is still there, the spurts of it. In fact, more than the spurts of it is still out there. And yet, right now, as I speak in Nigeria, there's a nationwide protest that has been going on for days, if I'm right. And I just want to uh, lend my voice and say that I'm identified with the Nigerian people and this protest has been long overdue. We do not deserve what is what the government has been giving to us. We've not been complaining. Okay, not that we've not been complaining, but at least we've been bearing. And then because of the, the silence, I would say, and let's say because of the endurance, you know, and the leaders have not done what they are supposed to do. But why this protest has actually become a global issue is because of the the police brutality that that's involved now the protest here is to say no to sars sars disbanded the the change the name to swat and all that but that's not actually the problem i would not say that that is the problem i would say like i would say that the base of this problem starts from the government for anybody who has ever had issues with the SARS. Now, for those that are listening to me, the SARS is the Special Anti-Robbery Squad. This is a body that was set up by the police force to tackle vices, to tackle criminals, to, tra- to tackle uh, crimes in the society. But these people have in turn turned on the youths of the nation all across the 36 states. And even those that are traveling from outside Nigeria into the country, They've turned on the youths and are killing the youths for no reason. Okay, I know that they are underlying factors, but this does not, this does not call for killings. All right, and I, I just feel like the government above has been so silent. And I was saying recently to someone that, look, no answer at all is an answer. 
and a very powerful answer of that so i just want to say in the spirit of unity that i really appreciate what all the nigerian youths are doing and i just pray that this leads into something really really um, um, um benefiting and something actually comes out of this because this cry of freedom has been long overdue this cry of freedom has been long overdue and i feel like i am proud to say i'm a nigerian for real and i am proud to say even though it's temporary <laughs> and i'm proud to say and i'm proud of nigerians so i'm so proud of nigerians and i will say that it's a beautiful thing watching the young ones watching the, the 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 youths of the nation coming out to protest against bad governance enough we've had uh, enough of all the recycling of old men we don't want that anymore we want a revolution and i hope that as we are doing that it will give birth to something really 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 amazing all right guys continuing with the sabbath principle now i chose this because of all the unrest going on it's very very difficult to concentrate with what is going on right now around the world just um this morning i was going through um the news i was surfing the internet and i saw that namibia also um has been protesting and asking i think their prime minister or so to step down so i would say that really the world is indeed falling apart the world is indeed falling apart and it breaks my heart it really breaks my heart but what can we do all we just have to do um is just to keep keeping the faith and not allow the situations going out going on around us you know to define who we are and define our existence so and i will say like um continuing i want to say that jesus's response to our lack of rest in matthew 11 verses 28 was come to me all who are weary and heavy laden and i will give you rest and each time i come across this passage in the bible the first thing that comes to my mind is damn i'm sure jesus must have known that to come to a certain time in the world when there will not be peace on earth at all it will be so difficult that people's minds will be going insane so i'm just gonna put this there for them for the record that they not just is this for a record but it's a statement of fact if you want rest just come to me and it's so crazy because this is countercultural but i don't care i've always been countercultural okay and i always say that anything that is normal that is abnormal to culture is normal to kingdom so now jesus understands our humanity all right and he also explained um uh, why we needed to rest god himself rested that's the overline that's the underline and the basic factor here god instituted rest all right that's the sabbath principle okay so christ experienced exhaustion he experienced weariness he experienced anxiety and stress now god's heart for rest goes deeper than what we can do for sabbath now we usually think on the sabbath we just to go to church for the muslims is just to go to the mosque and every other religion but no it's beyond that Okay because I actually feel like for God to institute something it goes beyond the physical. All right because in the place of rest is where you find who you really are is where you find why you're truly existing. So he said um it's needed for us to not just rest, you know, take some time off, sleep, which is actually an extension of rest. All right. So God's heart for rest goes deeper than what we can do for Sabbath. The Greek word for quiet 
actually means to rest and cease from labor. Okay, rest is relational vulnerability and rest is experienced with a real person. Now, I'm saying this because of how crazy the world is and especially because of the advent of social media and how it's been really, really difficult to connect with people like for real, for real, because of the internet. It's easier to connect with a gazillion people on the internet. But studies have shown that while our generation is the most digitally connected, we still struggle with loneliness. How so? Because what feeds the soul is relational vulnerability, relational nakedness when it comes to the heart. And Jesus understood that. Okay, so all I'm saying is there's a need for you to take some time and rest. Okay, so the longing to be known, that is relational vulnerability. Rest is an experience of being known. Rest is radical and countercultural, like I've earlier said. Um, a Danish theologian and philosopher, um, I think Saren Kierkegaard, I don't know if I pronounced that well, said, if I were allowed to prescribe just one remedy for all the ills of the modern, of the modern world, I would prescribe silence. And I think I understand or I'm grasping why he said that. All right, so inject pockets of rest to pull you from your daily routine. Elijah rested. But you know, before he rested, he actually ran from Jezebel. He was one of those. He actually thought he was the only one that that, that uh, uh, was still alive out of all God's prophets and all those that refused to bow down to Baal. So he ran from Eli- he ran from Jezebel. Excuse me. So rest isn't failure, like like culture preaches. Okay, rest isn't failure. Elijah's spirit was broken by stress. He actually ran. He was tired, he was exhausted, but see the beauty of God. Now, Elijah's spirit was broken by stress, yet the problems didn't go away. In despair, Elijah woke up to find fresh bread baking on hot stones and water left just for him. Now, if God can do that to his prophet, how about us? I keep saying something every time that Christians feel like they can be... The way we behave as Christians is we feel like we are more spiritual than God and no. It, it's it's not proper because if God can do his, can do this to his prophet, how much more us? All right, because God understood the importance of rest. God sent an angel to touch him twice because God knew Elijah needed physical rejuvenation first in order in order to hear that gentle voice of his, like I talked about in my last podcast when God whispers. So there's no way, no way you can hear God whispering when you're not in a proper frame of mind. That's, that's eternally out of this world. It's not possible. Okay, so God loved him. God didn't say because Elijah was tired. Oh, you know what? I give up on him. I'm going to pick someone else. No. God knew how important. In fact, the Bible recorded that he was touched. Like physical touch. Like someone actually touched him. So I understand that. You know all these things, physical touch, all these love languages. They didn't just originate from earth. God has love languages too. And he understands how powerful a love language is to every human being. Because those love languages actually started from him. Yeah, so God loved him deeper. And when God touches you, and in that moment, like he did Elijah... It changed things for him, all right? He became more spiritually intimate with God. And that's what God loves, intimacy, relationship. 
All right. So sometimes it takes greater faith and courage to admit that we are tired as human beings because culture preaches that when you take some time to rest or you want to rest, it's weak. And I'm debunking that. I'm saying it's not weak because God himself instituted that. And what God institutes, it's not weak. It's not weak. Okay. So, um, sometimes it takes greater faith, like I said, and courage to admit we are tired and we need to rest and reassess why we are doing what we are doing. So there's a time you need to take a pause. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I doing this work? Why am I going around doing this? Why am I, um, staying home to do this? What, what am I getting out of this? There's a need to reassess why we are doing what we are doing. Because God welcomes soul searching. God welcomes soul searching. God welcomes reevaluation. In the bliss of solitude, in the times where you're alone, you tend to have the, the, the times when you are um, reflecting on different issues, you get messages. Messages that God will have even dumped in, dumped in you or dropped in your subconscious. For as long as months ago, for as long as January, okay, I'm putting y'all in game now. For as long as January, you've, I'm sure you might have prayed for some things. And the reason why some of us think that God hasn't answered our prayers is because we are not sensitive enough. But do you know that sometimes when you take some time to um, to search your soul, when you take some time to reevaluate certain things, you take some time off to reassess things you realize that what you've actually been praying for the prayer um wasn't in vain all right and the answer has actually come is arrived since it's been dropped into your subconscious all along so all god just needed you to do was just to you know get to a place where you could get in touch with yourself which i feel that's um um, emotional intelligence, all right, where you could get in touch with yourself, all right, and then when you do that, you could sense that, oh, I think I've gotten the answer to this. So every time God is not the problem, sometimes we can be the problem. Why? Because we are not resting. So exhaustion, exhaustion, physical exhaustion. I'm going to touch about four exhaustions here: physical exhaustion, uh, mental, spiritual. On a, on, a, on a whole lot. Okay, so I know there's a part in the Bible in Psalms 4 and 8. It says, I will both lay me down in peace and sleep. That's David. For thou, Lord, Lord Adonai, for thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety. And now, if you look at that verse, you know how important it is to rest in the midst of all the crazy going on. It's difficult to keep your head above the waters. Right now, we're in a place where I would say, like, we're not even sure of anything right now as human beings. I can say with all, um, without an eye of a doubt and with all emphasis that nowhere around the world has peace. And as Christians, that should signal something to you. If it hasn't before, it should signal something to you. I began to ask myself, is this the beginning of sorrows? Is this the ministry of the tribulation activated? Because nothing happens by accident, guys. Trust me. Nothing happens by accident. 
before our protest will have started, I know some people will be like, you know what, I, this, this, this is a, a religious talk. No. <laughs> I wish you understand it's not just religious talk. Before anything would have started in the physical, something will have happened in the spiritual to have activated that. Okay? So, I would love to go to, to, to define exhaustion. Exhaustion. And there are so many types of exhaustion. There's physical exhaustion. There's relational exhaustion. There's uh, mental exhaustion. And there's spiritual exhaustion. So when we say, I'm exhausted, I'm tired, you need to reevaluate. You need to reaccess what's really going on with me. All right? And um, physical exhaustion, prolonged tiredness, is usually the cause, the main cause of physical exhaustion. Prolonged tiredness. Sleeplessness is the fastest way to burn out. Okay? God designated a whole day to rest. The Prince of Peace slept in the midst of a storm. This itself has gotten me, you know, uh, I wouldn't say crazy, but it got me thinking sometimes. You know, the disciples are crying. How is it possible? And in, in the human, um, in reasoning, actually, in the human thinking, it's not possible to sleep in the midst of storms. It's not logical. Okay, so I, I then began to beat myself up. I began to think, how is it possible for this person to sleep in the midst of a storm? And his disciples, and the Bible had it that water was getting into the sheep already, into the boat already. And then I, I thought to myself, oh, this isn't just a person. I mean, that was dating flesh. All right. And he was the Prince of Peace. And I was like, oh, snap. This is good. He was the Prince of Peace. So he had everything under control at the tip of, at the tip of his fingers. All he just needed for the disciples to do was to trust him. But then typical human behavior, like one of my big sisters would say, last, last, now human beings will be. And I always agree with that statement. And I believe that that's why I thank God that man is not God and God is God. Because when things happen, trust me, I believe that God has factored in our stupidity, our foolishness, our weakness, everything that has to do with being a human, God has factored in. Okay, so he doesn't blame us for certain things. In fact, for most things, you know what? My blood covered that. I know what it means to be human. I've been there before. Okay? And so he slept in the midst of a storm. Okay? And his peace meter wasn't touched. So how many of, how many of us have control over our peace meters? How many of us have our emotions all over our sleeves? Like... How many of us have a real mastery over um, our emotions? I mean, over how we feel, over what somebody says. And that's why I would say there's a lot of voices in the world today. It's really crazy because you, if you're not careful, you get drowned in all the voices. The voices of celebration of the wrong things and tolerating the right things tolerating God's word and celebrating the wrong you know and so sleep is the anatomy's reveal sleep is how the anatomy the human body how it reveals so if you think uh, rest is not important you're just setting up yourself up for a breakdown for a relapse all right and then it take over so there's a need for you to rest 
and we're still on physical exhaustion here. If you're intentional, I mean, if there's, if there's a problem and you're intentional about changing your phone and not just changing your phone, I see that human beings have this crazy when it comes to charging their phones or when it comes to changing their phones and their phone have issues or the batteries down. We all charge our phones faster like anything i mean we have chargers in our purse chargers in our cars chargers in our rooms chargers almost everywhere but when it comes to refueling your own body you don't see a need for it if you're intentional about charging your phones how is it that you're not intentional about charging and recharging your body there's a problem if you can't do that rest try rest all right stop making illogical decisions due to you not resting Maybe the reason why you feel, oh, so-and-so came at me in some type of way, or so-and-so meant this, and um, she said so-so things to me, and he meant this, I induced this, I inferred this. It's not them. Check it out. It's you. All right, so um, the next thing is, the next um, point here is relational exhaustion. This happens when you're surrounded with more drains rather than fountains. So... I will say again, reevaluate your circle. Who are those that you, um, who are those that surround you on a day-to-day basis? Who are those that are in your life? There's a need to surround yourself with healthy people, especially right now where the world is. You don't want to surround yourself with someone who will make you want to commit suicide. Now, someone will say, well, that does not sound Christianly, but I'm not unchristianizing anyone here right now. The Bible says, "Good, um, bad company corrupts good manners." The Bible emphasizes on the need to surround yourself with a godly, accountable circle, whether you like it or not, so that you would have your sanity um, still intact, and then your manners, your good manners, will not get out the window. So there is a need to. Um, evaluate your circle and check check every time pause and check every time this person I kept telling someone recently you cannot keep guessing the heart of your friend if you call someone your friend and you keep guessing their heart there is a problem do yourself a good when you see mixed signals even in relationships or you've not been in a relationship maybe in a, on a first date or a second date or whatever it is Take mixed signals as a no to save your mind from overthinking and to to keep you away from a heartbreak because God did not design your heart to go through heartbreak upon heartbreak upon heartbreak. Take corner something somewhere, somewhere. That's why I feel that when you understand that a person's struggle has more to do with what's going on inside of them than you, you learn grace. And that's why there's a need for us to pray for people from time to time. All right? Sweeten your heart with prayer. The more you pray about people, you get better results. I've tried it and it worked and it will keep on working because what I tried is countercultural. <laughs> All right, but it works. Okay, so um, some people have to, you know, pop pills to sleep. Christ said, be like a child. If you ever look at the world and what is going on through the eyes of a child, you won't have problems. Okay, and I've always wondered, like he said, why Christ, you know, he laid some really, really heavy things in the world. And I'm like, ooh, sometimes you feel like these things are practical, but they are, especially in the world we are living in right now. 
if you don't imbibe like and begin to leave and take the things he said, you'll be going crazy every day. Now, so some people have, um, they pop pills to sleep. I've heard that first time. This is in myth. All right. So, and, um, but if you look at a child, children don't need that. So what I'm saying in essence is sleep. Take some time to rest. Take some time away from the world. The culture would say, oh my God, I'm just a grinding, I'm hustling. Bro, sis, if the grace of God does not back your hustling, it's a waste of time. I can say that practically. All right, so the grace of God opens doors that hustling, grinding cannot open. All right, so it doesn't take the take away the, the place of hard work. I mean, hard work is quite important. In fact, very important. Be diligent. Paul said so. Jesus said so. Be diligent. Be hardworking. But God first. All right, so don't be a mental people pleaser. That's another way to experience mental burnout, like mental exhaustion. Don't be a people pleaser. The last one is spiritual exhaustion spiritual exhaustion and this happens when you you lack appetite in god's word appetite in devotion is 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 gone you lack the appetite in praying there's no appetite to pray again and you know the funny thing the devil studies our weaknesses if you don't know that i'm telling you today the devil studies our weaknesses oh but shalom how possible is that because he operates from the other spiritual dimension and you are just a physical being and our eyes my eyes cannot go beyond what i'm seeing but i will tell you okay we have 24 hours in a day okay and in the spirit world what happens in a day in the spirit world the transactions that go on in the spirit world, the battles, <laughs> I keep saying there's going to be a foot race in hell at the end of the journey on earth. <laughs> the transactions that go on um, in a day in hell, they are more than what goes on in a day, 24 hours globally in a day around the world. That's to show you how powerful the devil is, but not, not as powerful as God. And that's why there's a need for you to guard your heart. Guard your heart. You have to be sensitive. It's work, work to keep your mind um, um, clean and to, to keep sane in this world that we are in right now. To keep your head above the anxiety, to not have panic attacks, to not hyperventilate, to not have stress problems. It's hard work. And if you want to do that yourself, you get exhausted. You keep having burnouts upon burnouts upon burnouts. And that's where we need God. Okay, so, and um, you have to be careful with spiritual exhaustion. The danger of spiritual exhaustion, like I said, is the devil studies our weaknesses. And he knows that when you're weak, opportunities come at that time. So weakness meets opportunities when you're having a spiritual burnout and there's a need to be careful because when weakness meets opportunity it's a problem because that time you're not thinking properly you don't have your thought process properly you need to pause evaluate rest that's the sabbath principle so i'll have to i'll i'd love to leave a few things here the first thing is um principle just like i stated starting um, from the beginning Balance your emotional state. Balance your feelings. Balance your life. 
balance your life, balance your mind, your soul, your body. Oh, but I've got kids. I have to do this. I have to do this. Always remember that it's only a person that is alive that can take care of kids. It's only a person that is alive that can go to work. Matter of fact, if anything happens to you, nothing will happen to you. But I'm just being realistic. If anything happens at any time, people are usually replaced almost on the spot. So you have to remember that and take care of your health first. Okay, so balance your life with rest. Okay, do something. It might not entirely be um, something spiritual, spiritual, but I feel like you can have fun without sinning. Okay, because people make you seem like when you're a Christian, you can't have fun or Christianity is just boring. No, as long as you got the loins of your heart and what enters the carry-on of your heart through your eye gates and your ear gates and they don't destroy your spirit, you're good to go. All right, so do something that takes your mind and takes your eyes off your responsibility for a moment. Take time and let the body refuel. Don't just rest but sleep. Sleep, take some some time to access things, but don't just think alone. Sleep. Some people can't sleep, and that's why I kept saying that some people pop pills to sleep. But then that's to show you that the world has nothing to offer. The world prefers you popping pills to sleep. And Christ is saying, come unto me, all that are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And then the next thing is, don't compare yourself to others. Comparison is the thief of all joys. <laughs> Comparison is the spurning pole of every insecurity you can find on earth. I've told you, and you see all these things I'm mentioning, they are spirits. Oh, there she goes again. But yeah, they are spirits, and spirits walk in packs. When you open your heart for the spirit of comparison to, to come in through that portal, the spirit of hatred and envy and causing jealousy and um, um, in-law hatred and uh, murder, all those things come in through one portal. And that's why there's a need to guard your heart. Don't compare yourself to other people. Your only yes, your only competition is your yesterday. That's the only person you're in competition with. That's the only person you have to strive to, you know, outgrow. There's a next level you that is waiting for you. But then you have to step up. All right. And the next thing is continuous gratitude. Practice continuous gratitude. Okay. Worship is acknowledging deity. I keep saying that every time. Praise is thanking God for what he's done, for what he's doing and what he will do and what he will continue to do. For, for waking me up today, Lord, I'm grateful for being in the land of the mortals. I'm grateful for, even if I haven't found something to eat today, the fact that he kept me alive, it means there's a reason why he kept me alive. God woke you up for one reason. Find out what that reason is. And even if you haven't found it, that one reason that your life is enough to praise him. So praise him. The, the second thing is worship. Worship is acknowledging him for who he is. Acknowledging deity for who he is. And both are needed. There's something that happens when you praise and worship. Things shift in the spirit realm. All right. It's not just about prayer. 
And one one reason why prayer of the praise is really important and cannot be kicked out of the window. One reason why praise is not just all of it, but worshiping God is something and is really powerful is when you worship God, you remind him you're speaking his love language. Let me just put it that way. You're speaking his love language when you worship him, worship him. So, and when you have that continuous attitude of gratitude, your, your mood changes. All right. If you're depressed, try worship guys. If you're depressed, try worship. I have tried it. If you're sad, try worship. If you've been laid out of work, uh, uh, you were laid off at work, try worship. If you're horny, yes, I said it. If you're horny, try worship. All right. If you're angry, try worship. Try opening your mouth to say something. You see how that shifts. You see how that shifts your heart. Like how that just changes something inside of you. Try worship. There's so many things you can feel. Try worship. You're not sure of how you're feeling right now. Try worship. All right. And then serve with principle. All right. Serve with principle. Be occupied with the things of God. Therein actually lays rest. I'm not saying just, you know, um, doing things at church, doing active service and all that. But the fact that you, you even have your mind in him, you're serving him. That's a form of service. You're serving him. All right. And that's why Christ said in the world that it's, it's going to come to a time when they that worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth. So if you have to, or if you're going to be in the spirit to worship God, it means you have to put away all the distractions. So guys, I really wish, and, um, I really hope that I've been able to, you know, um, explain the need for you to take some time to rest, take some time to sleep. Don't experience burnout upon burnout upon burnout. The devil does not only seek to knock you out. The devil seeks to wear you out. A lot of us concentrate on the fire when actually the smoke will actually kill us first if we don't take care of it. All right, guys. So this is your homegirl signing out. She's signing out. She's saying a, a, a beautiful bye from this side. If you have any questions, you have any comments, let me know. Have a wonderful day. Bye.